0: Hey, it's Luke, the editor guy. Happy New Year, everyone. Uh, Before we get into this episode, I just wanted to say that I was listening to one of our older episodes this morning and realized that the theme music used to be a lot faster. Uh, So sit back, relax, and enjoy this week's episode. Uh, And our theme music is going to be twice as fast for the next few weeks just to make up for it. So I hope you enjoy that. But uh, anyway, here's the episode.
1: Welcome back. It's a new year. Happy New Year from the past? The past. From the past, from from the the Know Nothing Nerds podcast. Uh, I'm one half of this uh, uh, in a galaxy far, far away duo, Twitch Collins, uh, always here with my ever Star Wars fanboy, Co host friend. I thought you were going to say, I Luke. thought you
0: were going to take the Star Wars and then give me the Game of Thrones. What I'd like you to start doing is introducing me as Luke Westeros Westcott. That would be the best possible. Luke Westeros Westcott. <laughs> that would be the I, best. I, I, can, I can put okay. that in the brain <laughs> Yeah, bank. There you, go. There you I can go. Put that in the brain, there brain. Put that you go. That deposit that somewhere where it can come out to play later. Yes, for sure. <laughs> so uh, this week, uh, instead of doing what we promised,
1: because. Uh, we uh, perpetually make promises that we always cancel on, but this is sixth week in the row where we're fucking killing where we're killing it, right
0: it now. i will putting content heading into out. The new. We got a jump start on our New Year's resolution. everyone. Yes. our New Year's resolution was to to get back on a regular formatted podcast. And now we're ahead of that. We're six weeks ahead of regular scheduled programming. So suck that. So
1: instead of doing uh, Frank Miller's Dark Knight this week, that will be postponed until the following week. Um, But this week, we're just going to do our tallies of uh, uh, our favorite movies, um, our top five worst films of the year, um, and then also some nerdy moments. And TV moments, possibly. Um, we'll get to that. Um, but that's going to be the flow of the show, just kind of breaking down what we loved about this
0: year and what we hated. Because there um, was a lot to love about this year. There was a lot year. to love this year. Uh, but there was sure. also definitely some things that need to be discussed. There's definitely some didn't love not so fun year. things. Yeah. So, uh, But yeah, we'll get into that. This is uh, w- w- what I actually wanted to talk to you, sir, about this. So uh-huh. We can take this off the air depending on on your view on okay. this. Okay. Uh, so, technically speaking, with rants and with like our special episodes, so like um, no nothing nerd quickies and things yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, This is technically our 80th episode. Ooh, okay. But it is branded it would be our 58th episode yes. if we uh, just released it like that. At, at one point, we're going to hit 100. Correct. That's going to be in 20 episodes. Yes. So, and I want to do like a 100th episode extravaganza yeah, 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 for yeah, that, yeah, where for we sure, both take sure. our clothes off and probably kiss a little. Maybe. But maybe. what I'm... What there will
1: definitely be some heavy petting. Of there sort. will be
0: some heavy petting. I don't yes. know about
1: the kissing. The kissing might be a little bit <laughs> too much. It might be a little line. much right now. Heavy petting
0: for H- sure. absolutely For sure. So, eventually, we're going to have to jump because i can't yeah, yeah, yeah. i can't release episode 60 something and then the next day oh 100th episode special yeah, yeah, yeah. do you want to just do that today as a new year's resolution just say welcome to episode 80 uh,
1: i i think that we need to uh cut out the quickies as
0: actual episodes okay but so the, catch up everything else besides that everything else besides that okay okay so besides the
1: quickies and the 2 minute reviews and then are like
0: We'll be backs type things. Oh, so you want to take those out? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Damn. Okay, so count. I'm gonna have to do some. Uh, I'm gonna have to do some math here in the editing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, go ahead and welcome us to blank episode, and then I will put in post Ooh. what the actual number is.
1: So you'll you'll try to match my voice. I will match your
0: voice. Okay, so let me give you the best representation of my voice. He's getting out some water, everyone. You, uh, He's getting ready get for it. this. Yeah, thank you, thank you, thank you. And then actually, just to be safe. After you say, Welcome to episode blank, and then you know how we have that dead air where we take a little bit yeah. yeah we, we stop the yeah. podcast. If during that break, if you could just count from. Uh, 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 fifty-eight all the way up to eighty okay. for me, just so I could have all of those numbers. That would okay. be great. Yeah. So here we go. So you don't want you don't want to replace it with your own voice. You no, know, I'm gonna replace it. But no, I was I was only really joking about. Okay, it. You say. I could <laughs> no, do that. No, no, no. All right, all right. That's way <laughs> too much work.
1: All right, here's my best voice to help uh, Luke recreate my voice to just announce damn episode number which is funny that we're taking this long this is all going in okay you want it
0: in this all right. is all it's going all staying in, in. it's all, all right. staying in <clears throat> welcome to episode 67 of the no
1: nothings podcast oh shit i fucked that up
0: no nothing nerds podcast perfect <laughs>
1: Uh, so first off, we're gonna do our top five nerdy moments. So the way this is gonna work out is, I'm gonna. Th- read I'm my- glad. Cl- I'm glad Twitch is explaining this because I don't. He know doesn't how this know. Is gonna- <laughs> how this is so. Gonna work out. Uh, I'm gonna give my number five, and then Luke's gonna give uh-huh. his number five, <laughs> um, and back and forth. Uh, so my first one, um, I I was gonna initially put in game specifically that uh, part where. Captain America says Avengers assemble and we get the whole array of Avengers. But um, I'm going with my personal nerdy thing like that. I've been like so foaming at the mouth all year for and that's watching Oak Island, the curse of Oak Island. Um, I've been nerding out over this mystery since the uh, show debuted and it's about these uh, two brothers, the Leganis brothers who've been searching for treasure on a Nova Scotian island called Oak Island. Uh, for the past 10, 15 years, something sure. like that. So, yeah. So, that's what my big nerdy thing is. It's a fantastic, fun show on the History Channel.
0: What, yeah. So, like, what? what is it about? Expand on that a little bit. So, Let's...
1: they uh, there's this 200-plus-year-old uh, treasure hunt that's been going on on this island, and uh, it's had multiple people that have been trying to find uh, what is perceived as this mass amount of Treasures either left behind by the Knights Templar, um, Spanish pirates, uh, the British uh, army, stuff like that, huh. pirates, um, all kinds of stuff. Uh, so that's what they've been looking for. And every time there's been a lot of signs of things that have actually happened on the island pre that predate the initial find of what they dubbed the Money Pit, where they believe the treasure is at. Gotcha. And over time, because people have dug up and dug up, they've lost the, the actual coordinates of where the original money pit is. Sure. So they're doing a lot of science and geology and just kind of guesswork to figure out where it's at. But there's a lot of signs that have pointed towards that there was things that happened on this Island that predate the discovery of the money pit. So showing that there is some validity that sure. something was stored on the island now whether that stuff is actually there or not the mystery still remains of who deposited or who took out what was left on the island so, so is this
0: like is this like a paranormal like, no, like no, 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 no 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 I don't mean like is is it like the shows that they do that it is a reality show it's, it's one of those it's a reality like, yeah, show for, for people sure. sitting in front of the camera and they're explaining yes. things yep and they do like kind of like dramatized reenactment no they don't necessarily they do
1: do dramatized reenactment of some of the shit that happened in like the 1700s sure so like show click like montages of like old ships and stuff like right, that like people unloading stuff and digging for shit. treasure yeah yeah but you see all the stuff that they have currently like uh this last year they've had uh these big drill rigs come onto the island and do drilling, and they actually shoot the actually drilling that's happening. Some of the stuff that's is cool. re-scripted because, yeah. like, they can't they can't expect the camera to be running twenty four seven while they're right, doing the right. work. So they just have these specific moments. I'm like, I do know that that's scripted, but what is happening has actually happened, and the history that they're telling is is, is actually very real. Yes. Interesting, nice, yeah, that's,
0: that's kind of cool. Yeah, it's
1: been fun to nerd yeah. out on that so nice. that's nice, my number
0: nice, five nice. uh my number five is the girl who lived twice um which is a book uh that came out in august of this year on, literally on my birthday this was oh, the best nice, birthday present nice. i could have asked for uh it is the continuation of obviously the girl with the dragon tattoo it is the sixth book in the series as everyone knows, I'm fucking batshit crazy yes. about this series. I love everything about it. Uh, when we did our uh, the uh, girl who take or the girl in the spider's web uh, video, uh-huh. I was so confident that I was going to enjoy the movie <laughs> that I bought the yes. the Blu-ray or the HD 4K yeah uh, digital copy of the movie, which was like twenty four bucks. Yes. We watched it once. That movie was garbage. It was absolute so garbage. Painful. You know what's funny is that movie was more painful to watch than the fanatic. I think I have to agree with you on that, especially coming from someone who read the books. Yeah. Like I had read The Girl in the Spider's Web probably 5 times uh, when that mo- when we saw the movie, yeah. and I've read it again since we watched the movie. <laughs> <laughs> and it is embarrassing what they do with the Ugh. source material. It is embarrassing what they do. But uh, The Girl That Lives Twice is a continuation of David Langerkrantz's series. So Stig Larson did the first three novels. He was planning on doing more, but he died. Uh, And then David Lagercrantz picked up the series and started doing uh, he's now written three books with a plan to make a fourth. I thought that this was going to be the last series, but I was very pleasantly surprised when I found out that there was planning. There's plans to be a fourth. Yeah, this is definitely my least favorite book of the uh, three that he's done. Mm -hmm. But I'm confident that he's not losing steam because I really thoroughly enjoyed the second one. It's just this one was kind of. A little boring. Yeah. Um, it focuses on um this conspiracy of a homeless man who is actually a Sherpa in Nepal. Okay. And it was this it turns out to be this big conspiracy with like the KGB government. Huh. And they they hiked and like but the bo- like it's hard to make that seem boring, but Lagoncranz focuses so much on like the actual Mount Everest hike. But it's, none of it, he, it's very much tell, don't show. Yeah, yeah, Where yeah. what we find out is two characters having coffee and talking about people who hiked Mount Everest 20 years ago. And it's very <laughs> uninteresting. Like, it's it's just very... So, how much of it has to do with, uh, what's her bucket? Elizabeth Slander. Elizabeth so Slander. So, she's loosely connected to it. The way the Girl with the Dragon Tattoo books, they kind of follow a little bit of a formula where... And this is kind of a formula that most people follow yeah. when they have many different characters where they start very, very far apart from each other, uh-huh. and they continue on that route until about 80% through the book, and when suddenly they're like thrown together, yeah. and you're like, oh, these are why these two things happen. And obviously, I don't want to spoil the book. Um, we'll spoil movies and things like that when yeah. we get into it, but I, I I want to preserve the book, but... Um, no, not really. Okay. So, so it's okay. very dissimilar until the end because Mikhail Blankfist, uh, who is the other main character you'd yeah, argue in yeah. these books, he's very heavily involved in the Mount Everest plot. Okay. And then he and Elizabeth kind of team up toward the end. Gotcha, but Elizabeth gotcha. is spending most of this book trying to finish killing off her sister. Oh, okay. There is a very thrilling moment. It's It starts off... Her, Elizabeth's first chapter is is her... Hunting down her sister and holding her at gunpoint. Oh, okay. And she makes out of that alive. So it's a very, it's very interesting. She spends the rest of like the whole movie being like, the fuck happened to me? Yeah. Like it's a very out of character move for Elizabeth not to kill someone when they have them right there, especially Uh after all the things that she's been through with her sister. But to see her like not do it in the moment is out of character but Elizabeth understands that. Yeah. So it's not like a cheap shot for the author because she spends the rest of the book dealing with that. But that was like one of the best, like every time I read one of those books, I have such a blast with it. I'm very excited for the next book. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. There were some other things that happened this year that I was like, yeah, this is a little more exciting. <laughs> if 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 the book had been better, it would be higher up on my yeah, list. Yeah, yeah. But it really it wasn't a good book. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I, That book, I, my my five out of five rating for that for that book is absolutely one hundred percent reliant on me loving the story uh-huh. until that point. Gotcha. So, that's my number five. Nice.
1: Uh, my number four. Uh, I'd like to, I, I wanted to add a podcast themed one here. That's clever because we are a podcast. Been, yeah, we're we're a podcast, but there's been so many good podcast moments, and I might sneak them in while talking about some of the other stuff that I'm saying. Um, but one of my favorite moments uh, this comes from our friends' podcast, Conspiracy Theater Podcast. Um, they happen to infiltrate uh, the Flat Earther convention that happened this last year. <laughs> And uh, uh, Carson, our good buddy Carson, decided to do a produced episode at Conspiracy Theater called Conspiracy Street. And yes. uh, it's them doing interviews with different people that were at the uh, Flat Earth Con. Um, and it was absolutely funny. Bonkers shit that people were talking about, and uh they they did a really good job over there at Conspiracy
0: Theater. I podcast. just I just recently went back and listened to our episode of yeah. Conspiracy Theater because uh we have something a little up our sleeves that you guys are going to hear eventually. Yes. But it's been in the making for a long time. Correct. Uh that we recorded the same night that we recorded with the Conspiracy Theater people. Um so kind of stay tuned for that. But the first thing that you hear me say in the podcast is we are, you and I are doing podcasts wrong? Yeah, because conspiracy theater is doing it so well. Yes, they are like continuously knocking it out of the park. Yep. Uh, I just recently listened to their um, amalgamation. They had a year in conspiracy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and it was the same thing. I'm just constantly so it's many very funny. Bits funny. That yes, yeah, done. yeah, yeah. And the it's fact all that they've done a live show this year. Yes, they did uh, the year in conspiracy, and then they also did the flat earth. Like yep. they,
1: they do it. They're doing so much interesting stuff. Yep. They got a merch store already up. The, the merch that they have is way, way clever than like anything I could come off, off the top of my head. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so kudos to those guys. They got some great stuff in the works. Can't wait to, uh, see what they got and, uh, help them out with that stuff. um, and who knows we might have uh Carson, and Amber and the rest of the gang back on the episode, uh,
0: one of our episodes. As I'd well. love that. So, I'd love the that. Future. They're always welcome for 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 a, for a Carson moment.
1: Yes, for a Carson moment. Which
0: those are to come. We got to get the movies yet. To come. <laughs> those are to Carson come. Those Carson moments
1: are on the horizon for <laughs> sure. Uh
0: my number 4 is going to be a quick one. Um I just wanted to throw this in because there's not a lot to discuss about it yet. But it got me way more excited than I was for the girl with the dragon tattoo, which is saying something. Hollow Knight has a second game ah. coming out, and it's called Silk Song. And on Valentine's Day of this year, my lonely ass was fell fall in love with the trailer that they dropped. <laughs> for silk song <laughs> that looks like it could possibly be the greatest video game ever yeah, whenever yeah, it comes yeah. out no idea when it's coming no obviously idea. it's not this year uh but we're, we're gonna look for a 2020 maybe 2021 release i want them to take their time but the footage that they've released in the trailer makes it look so goddamn good uh i'm very excited nice. for it so
1: that's kind of a callback of like this is a nerdy moment that i had in 2019 with the trailer but it's something that I'm looking forward to in the future. In the future. future. Yeah, awesome. absolutely. Yeah. Nice and I can't wait to
0: revisit it, and we're going so to do it. So is it a continuation it. of the Hollow Knight story, so or is it like a whole brand new It's a whole deal. brand new thing. So Hollow Knight was made by three people, mm-hmm. uh, which is still insane. Yes. Uh, and then they made three like DLC quests. Yes, I remember you telling me yeah. about those. And then they were planning on making a fourth one that you had to pay for. And in this fourth one, you could play as a different character that is in the uh, game Hollow Knight that you fight okay. two times. Uh, and they started making content for it, and they continue to make content for it, and they continue to make content for it. And then eventually, they were like, "We have a video game. Yeah, like we have yeah, a whole yeah, we have yeah. a whole other video game." Uh, and so that's kind of how that happened. Was it was supposed to be part of Hollow Knight, but now it is. It's not even called Hollow Knight Silk Song. It's just called Silk Song. Like it gotcha. is its own thing. Gotcha. But it is very. Is the
1: story. Does the story match up with stuff that happened in Hollow It's in a in different place. I okay.
0: think it is a prequel to oh, okay. what happens in Hollow Knight. Gotcha. Yes. Gotcha. Yes, yes, yes. Um, but it's, it's, it's very interesting. Interesting. I, I'm That's, super curious. There's a yeah. lot of lore behind Hollow Knight. But there's also what I really respect about it is there's a lot of stuff that, like, in interviews with uh, Ari Gibson, the art director and the creator of the game, they'll be like, what do you think of this? What do you think of this? And he'll be like, to be honest with you, I, I don't know. I have no idea. We just we just Because there's like there's like there's so much lore that we've put into the game, yeah, like the fans yeah, have put yeah, yeah. into the game just by like being involved in it. And when we asked the game directors, he's like, sure, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> that's what happened. I guess if you
1: if if you could pull off fan service like that, I guess might as well go with it. Right, right? exactly. Yeah. yeah, right. Whatever.
0: So there you go. There's my number four.
1: Uh my uh number three Uh, This is kind of a selfish one, a selfish plug. Uh, Nurning out whilst breaking down the fanatic with uh, (laughs) Luke westeros Westcott. (laughs) I let it in. You got it it in in. there, my man. Uh, That was so much fun. Um, I'd been looking forward to reviewing this film for a long time when I heard it was coming. Um, And it delivered everything. Every awful thing that it was promised, <laughs> it delivered. And it was so much fun being able to like watch the movie and make fun of it uh, as we were watching and then doing the breakdown on the podcast. That was one of the, like, the so, most. So, so much yeah, fun. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and it was straight up nerdy. Like, uh, that's why I count it as uh, a nerdy moment is because it does what every film nerd does is breaking down movies and talking about the awful things yeah. and how great some of those awful things were.
0: And, and I liked that we had that little break from, cause when I watch movies, I put my phone away. I'm locked in. Yep. I'm not talking. I just want to soak up the story. But you just can't realistically do yes. that with a movie like Fanatic. Yep. So that was a nice, like, new experience for me. Yep. To like sit down with you and just like shit on a movie while we were watching it, and then shit on the movie again for another hour. Yeah. Like, that was just a ton of yeah. fun. And it was
1: funny because uh, so how I was uh, really introduced into the story of the Fanatic was uh, from the YouTuber Chris Stuckman, um, who is definitely one of my favorite reviewers of film right now. The guy, the guy is insanely smart. He really takes a good logical approach to it. He understands he it, the thing that I've always rallied on, rallied about, ranted about, and will continue to rant about is critically good versus entertaining, critically like, entertaining, <laughs> critically or critically entertaining, whatever you want to look at it. And he understands that, like, yes, there there has to be a critical aspect to it when you're looking at movies, and it doesn't mean that the movie is terrible either way for being a terrible movie is the entertainment value part of it that's right. why he does these segments called hilariosity for the most part most of the hilariosities that he does he does them because he finds them wholly entertaining but for the wrong reasons yeah in a lot of ways and yeah. Fnatic is one of those movies where you find it wholly entertaining for the wrong reasons um but anyways uh i i love the fact that this movie exists i'm glad it exists um and in his recent breakdown he did a he does a breakdown of like his favorite films of 2019 and he pulled a joke at the end of his number one said i've been talking about this for the last year it should be no surprise what my number one is and he says the fanatic this is his number one favorite film. Was twenty nineteen? Was it really? He was joking, I, but yeah, he was yeah, halfway no serious about
0: it. No, no doubt, because it's
1: so fun to watch yeah. that piece of shit. Yeah, um, and I and I felt like I needed to put that movie somewhere, somewhere in, in my top five. I did not want to put it in the top five worst movies because. I had a good time watching right, that movie. Right, right, Like, I almost felt like I should put it in my top five favorite movies of the year. <laughs> Shut but up. But I was like, I don't know if it really fits there. <laughs> but it like, fits there,
0: but- It needs to be it has one to be, of the good yeah. lists and yeah. not
1: one of the horrible
0: lists. Sure. I love so, that. Yeah, yeah. I like that a lot. Yeah. Um, My number four, or three? three. My number three. My number three uh, should come as no surprise that you're going to hear a lot about this particular thing today because it shows up on my lists quite a bit. Yeah. The Mandalorian, Season 1, Episode 8, the whole whole of it.
1: Okay, I, I have not seen all of eight, so please don't spoil all of it. We more. will not
0: spoil it. I will not spoil anything. Good, in that, good, in that good, case. good. We'll do a quick brush over. I want to talk about the season as a whole when we get to our TV bit. If yes. If we get to our TV bit. Um, But episode eight was just like jaw drop, eyes wide open. It's one of those things where, you know, when you see a movie that you're so into mm-hmm. that you just keep eating food? like if you're at the movies you're popcorn yeah. you're just shoveling popcorn i was past that i ha- i brought food with me uh-huh. to watch this yep and it was cold by the time the the episode was over because i was just so you're locked so in locked into i was it. unaware yeah. that i was a human yep. for that like yep. 45 minutes it was perfect yes they he i won't say anything more he's like they smashed the landing yep and i i cannot wait to see where they go with this. and they got like, they got greenlit for season 2 they got greenlit already se- put it he said uh, uh fall of 2020 i think yep. is what he said is when we can expect to see season 2 but it's just it's the perfect star wars thing it's the best one we've ever had in my opinion
1: it's so good it's uh so far from what i've seen um the mandalorian it stands up to the scrutiny like yes there was uh, in my opinion there was a few um low moments Absolutely. in the series and stuff totally. like that but overall from what i've seen so far and i've only seen the first six ten minutes of episode eight um of the mandalorian that's honestly all you need to know yeah perfect do you know um, who directed it uh no not off the top of my head taiko oh that makes so much fucking i know sense. it makes sense given so that 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 sense. opening yeah, that yeah, opening, yeah. but God. Um. So, uh. But like, this this stands up to as good as Rogue One and Empire Strike Back were to me, um, and it deserves every every nod that it's gonna get. Um, yeah. I I hope that there's an Emmy in the works for them. Maybe a Golden Globe. That'd or be, just that'd like be awesome. Even
0: none of that sure like that would all be great I don't really care about those things we we had our we had our Grammys episode or whatever our Emmys episode or whatever uh I would love to see Favreau involved with Star Wars more like that would be the best reward you could give um him and Filoni Filoni really knocked it out of the park
1: really need to uh be the new the new boys in town to really start taking Star Wars. Uh, it's the next step. Yeah. Um, because as divisive as the latest trilogy was. The Mandalorian gives me so
0: much hope. for Yes. Yes. Yeah. And um, I think episode six. It was one of the, it was one of like the favorite ones in between two of the slumpy ones. Yeah. It may have been the prison break one, but that was episode seven, wasn't it? No, I don't know. No. Oh, okay. I, I think it was the prison break. The lady who's making the Kenobi series yeah. directed that episode. Okay. Nice. And everyone's talking about her. Like they. They. I don't know what has happened to Star Wars since Disney Plus, but they've turned. They've done a 180.
1: For the, sure. They have. They have. Because like think they've gone. Uh, they've gotten back to. Well, here's one of the reasons why is because it's a TV series. Yeah, that's true. It's a TV series, and you just and have the, handling it like a TV series needs to be handled. Like you need to have an overarching story, yeah. story that connects all the episodes together. So you
0: have two respected showrunners. Yep, and then you have good directors like Taika Waititi and like what's her face. Yep, um, and and from then on, it's just you. I think I think you're totally right because what we've seen with Disney so far are two things: we've seen a very unorganized and uncommunicative trilogy of movies which kind of was a mess yep and some people liked it and some people hated it like really hated it but then we've also had a very tightly controlled but very freedom as far a lot of freedom involved as far as creativity yep but you have two people that are keeping an eye on the whole thing yep and everyone loves it Yep. everyone loves it yep um you can always tell when people like something when the memes hit, like, your phone quickest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At work. Did I mention I work at Apple? You
1: have. I, maybe a few times. Maybe a few times.
0: At work, every email we send, will there a uh, Baby Yoda will get in there somehow. <laughs> and that's just the reality of it. That's just the reality. Baby yeah. Yoda is in uh, my schedule planner. Uh-huh. Every email he sends me, yeah, has Baby Yoda in it. Nice. Every single That's email awesome. he sends me. So like, <laughs> it's it's just shaken up, and it's I, I said it the last few times we've talked about Mandalorian, but it is so beyond refreshing uh-huh. to be able to just openly discuss Star Wars without like having to pick up a sword and shield and go to battle. Just to like be able to nerd out and and have and be a fan with other people about Star Wars is important to me, and I love it.
1: Uh, so my number two. You're number three love
0: this no my number two number
1: two <laughs> my number two uh is the mandalorian hey but a specific moment in the mandalorian let's hear it bill burr no Baby bill burr. no no <laughs> i love bill burr but no it's the uh griff and simmons moment at the beginning of episode eight i know as, as you blue. texted yeah that jeez I'm um, fucking crow i love it it might be a little bit of plagiarism on this part but like it was the essence of uh red versus blue yeah. that was shown there. If you don't know what we're talking about, Red versus Blue was a uh 2000 short 2009. It was Nine? right after yeah. uh it was hey. close to when Halo 1 came out. Yeah. Um and what it is, it's a web series that was using Halo 1 to make these little short movies.
0: If you guys Um, have never heard of Rooster Teeth, if you guys have ever heard of Rooster Teeth, this this is is why you've heard of them. Yes. Yes.
1: Um, It's so, that show is so fucking funny. It got ridiculous towards the end, but the beginning... So stellar and What's so interesting
0: about that is like as the production quality of Red versus Blue went up, the comedy kind of took a it's downside. Like a and it's because yep. they just ran out of content. Yep. Like if yep. they started Red versus Blue today, <clears throat> like before any of those like web series have come out, like if Red versus Blue came out with the technology today, yeah, it would be fucking awesome. Yes. Um yep. but they just didn't have the technology to make it no. like really great production, yeah. but it was fucking hilarious but the way they introduced the mandalorian episode eight
1: is quintessentially the beginning of red versus blue two soldiers that are just like they're just normal dudes that have this job to do and they're just talking bullshit like Yeah, it's it's a good sight into what it means to be a
0: stormtrooper. Absolutely, that I, I couldn't. Like, have, yeah, yeah. So funny, so absolute funny. Yeah, it's, um, I I love the I love more of like when they're just trying to shoot the can on the
1: ground, dude. It just perpetuates that <laughs> yeah, that yeah. that whole thing of. Storm Stormtroopers can't get outside of a barn.
0: So alone in the basement at like eleven o'clock at night, I'm laughing my ass off at yeah. that scene right there. It was the hardest I ever laughed. Like the second guy gets out the gun,
1: misses, <laughs> and he puts that laser gun <laughs> to his head and shakes it. He's, he's shake- like.
0: It <laughs> misses again. Still misses. It's beautiful. Oh, it's beautiful. So good. I love so that. So yeah, that's my number two moment. Um, a nerdy moment of the year. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yep. My number two, and I'm 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 very excited to to introduce this, and I yeah. think the way I am is I'm just gonna cut while I'm saying what it is, I'm just gonna cut to the actual bit. Okay. Uh I am Iron Man. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That moment alone for me. Being a very new fan of Marvel, uh-huh. I just still, like, that is an unforgettable moment in the theater. Yep. I had goosebumps. I was crying. Every, like, every yes. emotion that you should have felt that all, like, the million other people that were uh-huh. packed in that theater... I was feeling and I had been a fan for less than a year yes. of those movies. And they had me hook, line and sinker from that point on. Yep. And I was like, this is just going to be the greatest movie ever. That it?
1: movie had so many like great nerd moments in it that the culmination uh, of
0: that statement of
1: I am Iron Man was just like call back to the OG. It's, it's a back to one moment almost. Yeah. Um, and a back to one that spanned 20 years. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's kind of ridiculous. Um, no, I, I could fill up a whole like nerd moment list with that movie. Just with that movie alone. Just with that I know movie. that
0: that's it was like it was such an incredible moment. Yep. And I remember we talked about it going into Star Wars being like I kind of hope it was a cheer, a, yeah. a cheer friendly crowd. Obviously, it was at the Alamo, so it wound up not being. But uh, we were at just some random big movie theater um, down in Denver when we saw this, and so everyone was cheering at everything, and they were laughing and everything, and they were clapping and everything. But that moment was like just a combination. Like that was just a free for all. Yes. People were screaming. People were crying. People yeah. were laughing. People were standing up. Like it yeah. was such like a, a, it was the coolest theater moment. And one of the best nerd moments, yes. obviously the number two nerd moment of this year. For yeah, me. yeah. 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 Um, um, yeah, My number one, uh,
1: Luke can attest to this. This was my biggest nerd out moment of the year was while watching one of the post-credit scenes, a <laughs> Spider-Man far from home, the return of the great JJ or J Jonah Jameson uh as played by JK Simmons. Twitch lost his mind. I lost my goddamn mind at that moment. I literally I had a audible response. He did. And, and it, I was, don't it was just, it was like guttural that. too. It was almost yes. like that you you, you yes. didn't you,
0: you didn't plan that noise. It just no. came out. It just it came out. Came out. Yeah. I threw
1: my hands up yeah. in victory. Uh, that moment is my favorite nerdy moment of the year. Uh, it was, uh, it was something that I was gonna, I was hoping for that when they reintroduced the character of J Jonah Jameson in the spider, the new Spider-Man franchise, that it would be played by the great JK Simmons. Yeah. This man, um, I, I don't know how much familiarity you have with JK
0: Simmons, but like, I, um, I have Whiplash and Spider Man, uh, the first Sam Raimi one. Okay, okay. Those like that's really the so. Only two. Like he is J. Jonah Jameson. Yeah, like,
1: he is the only person that could play that. I've character. seen the side by side of him in the yes. comic and the way like, that yeah. he's written in the comic books, the way that he was portrayed in the animated series, like J.K. Simmons owns like yeah it's it's as good as ryan reynolds is to deadpool like damn ryan reynolds like, just... is deadpool jk simmons is jj or j jonah jameson and jk simmons like before uh the spider-man movies like or during the times of the spider-man movies the guy was just like given like all these character parts and stuff like that to play um he wasn't ever given a bigger stage and like i've always seen the guy as. Excellent. He's done some great performances. Did you see Whiplash? Yes. Oh. And that's what I'm getting to. Like yeah. he was in Juno, which was a fantastic movie. His part in that was relatively small, but he still sung yeah. in that movie. Yeah. And then Whiplash came out and it was just like finally. Yeah. Finally, this yeah.
0: guy's getting a big role like to really showcase his talent. Also his farmers commercials. Oh dude. Are yeah, outstanding, yeah, 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 yeah. Which segues us into today's sponsor. Uh Farmers Insurance. Sign up today. Go to www.farmers.com forward slash J. Jonah Jameson to get 100% off life insurance, house insurance, car insurance, all sorts of insurance. We are Farmers. Bump it up. Bump. Bump. All right. Now we're back to the show. All right. (laughs) Luke, what's your number one, buddy? Uh, My number one. This probably won't come as a surprise to you at all either. No. Um, Do you think you know what it is? I, I got a feeling Star Wars related. It's not. Ooh, it's not no, Star Wars okay. related, which is surprising because I did have an inordinately good time at yes. The Rise of Skywalker. I'm also kind of surprised that it didn't have a place on uh, my top five nerd list. Yeah. But it's mostly because Mandalorian, whenever I think about Star okay. Wars now, I immediately gravitate immediately toward go to the Mandalorian. Mandalorian. Yeah. I had such a fun time in the theater. Yeah. And maybe, you know, Star Wars uh, Ryan Skywalker, maybe that will be like my first honorable mention for uh-huh. uh, my nerdy moments just cuz that was like a blast and I'll look back at the now five times that I've seen that movie. I have figured was um, five five figures, fucking five. times I've seen that movie. My number one though is something a little different because I'm I it it really shook me. oh uh-huh. it really shook me. Okay. It's the lead up, the build up and then the first episode of Game of Thrones season eight. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yes. 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 Between. Totally makes sense. Between March and April of this uh-huh. year, I talked about nothing else. Yep. I thought about nothing else. I've purchased every Game of Thrones edition book. Correct. I am now buying the seasons digitally on yep. Amazon. I just bought season one today. I'm planning on rewatching that. I've reread the books a dozen times since then. I've watched every single video. I listened to I just like listened to Raymond Dwedge's music just yeah, just cause it's so good. But the build up and then to that first episode, because at the first episode, the community, they all thought it was gonna be great yes. too at that point. There was no there was everybody was like majority of the people were like, okay, we're back. We're back. We're back,
1: we're back in it.
0: We needed that episode to kind of recap everything because yep. it had been so long. But at the end of that first episode, it still felt like what was happening was going to be great. Yes. And just like, if I could live in March to April, my whole entire life, I would. Because that was still when, like, everyone was still crazy about Game of uh-huh. Thrones. And just that, like, feeling in the air of like, it's fucking happening. Yeah. Like, it's, it's yeah. I cannot believe it's happening. That was definitely when I was at my peak nerd this, yeah. this year. Uh, and it's it's also like, has to do with, this is the end of the Skywalker trilogy. Yep. But there's so much more Star Wars to come. Correct. There's a Kenobi one. And and like yes, there are the the Game of Thrones prequels, but there's never gonna be another Game of Thrones. No, there's not. No. And so I, I really felt that going into it where I knew like this is truly the closing of of a chapter in my life yep. that has really like changed me a lot. And so that was that was definitely took the cake as like number one nerdy moment yep. of this year and probably next year, yeah. <laughs> just because it was so big. So yeah, cheers, cheers, cheers to, the to Game moments. of Thrones. Yeah. Yes.
1: All right, now on to our top five worst movies of the year, because uh, there was a few. Oh, Although there were more year, than a few. <laughs> there, there was, but this five year was to also, be precise. There yeah, are only yeah, five yeah. bad movies. There's only five bad, movies. Five I wish, bad movies. I wish. I wish. Um, no, uh, there was actually a lot of good movies this year. The previous year didn't feel that great, but 2018, it just felt like lacking. Yeah. 2019 actually had some really solid
0: yes pictures yes. that were thrown out there. This, this has been a good year for movies for me, mm-hmm. um, because of Alamo pass now. Yeah, uh, I'm assuming I'll see a gazillion movies in the yeah. year to come 2020. Once
1: I get my pass from Alamo. Ooh, oh, you and I. It's gonna be it's gonna be nonstop. Yeah, um, no doubt. I'm so excited. I love Alamo. Like we say all the time, they they know how to do. They movies. do it right. They yep, do it right. They do it right. They do it right. So uh, into the top five worst movies, my number five um, is Aladdin. <laughs> That movie, I can't believe I wasted my money. I can't I, believe
0: you went to see it. I didn't go, oh, to, see did go to see I it. Oh, you did go to see it.
1: I purchased the damn thing. Like, you bought it? Just like, just like I. A Why did spider you buy that
0: movie? Web.
1: I just was, I, it, was it was on sale. It was on sale. It was on sale, and I was like, I really want to see Will Smith. Oh, my God. Will Smith is the only redeeming thing in that yeah. movie, really. Yeah, no doubt. Um, The acting was pretty awful. Sure. Uh, the music was subpar. It sets just—it felt like I was watching a musical. Yeah, like, and it was a musical. That's what Disney movies are—musicals. People like straight up. It's like it's what it like, is. If yeah. if you're like I hate musicals, but you love The Lion King, you're fucking love musicals. Yeah,
0: like, that's it. That's, that's, that's it. What it is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that's my uh, top five worst movie of the year. My number five and four are very much tied. Okay. So I'm going to choose my number four just because that's where it's in my head yeah, right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they've been switching back and forth this whole time. Okay, Number five worst movie is Glass. Oh, I
1: totally should have put that on the list. Yeah. Yes. I will
0: wholly agree with you. I did not way. enjoy glass and that was a problem no, because like I. It, it, if if it had been anything other than if it had been like just marginally better than it was, yes. it would not be on this list.
1: There was so many like potentially good moments in it. But yeah. unfortunately, with like <laughs> one of M. Night's problem is that like there is plenty of times where you have to watch a movie and you have to take some logic leaps like you have to be like okay logically that doesn't make sense but it seems like m night tends to make bigger logical leaps yeah attempts to make them right uh, more so than a lot of other directors and 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 there's
0: just times where it's like i uh, i of all people fanboy of everything Should be able to at least pretty easily suspend disbelief, yeah. and there are just times in that movie where it's like, guys, you're asking way well, too much. Well, here's of me.
1: the here's the thing: like they're try- for one of the big things. They're trying to convince these three people, Bruce Willis, James McAvoy, and Sam L. Jackson, that they do not have super powers. Yeah, yet they keep Bruce Willis's character. Locked up in chains and strapped to a metal chair, and it's bolted to the ground. It's, it's, the and it's like dumbest. If you don't believe he's got superpowers, why the fuck why are, you are we locking doing them all up that? Like that? And then the other two are like, they're just left unbound. Like,
0: right. So then at that point, you think, okay, um, uh, Shyamalan wrote that line because he thinks it's cool, yeah, but then he also bolted him down to the table because yeah. he thought that was cool. Yeah, and he never thought like mm, maybe those two yeah. kind of cross each other off. Yeah. But yeah, that's my number five. Yeah. Is, is that was just a bad movie. And he killed them like bitches. He like killed he them went all out like, like Palpatine or with like Snow. And they they they, they the, he set it up. He was like, "Go, oh, we're gonna do a we're gonna do a fourth one. We're gonna yeah. do a showdown." And then, yeah. Ugh, I ha- yeah, I I did not like it. Didn't like it. Yeah. All right, my number four is Godzilla King of Monsters. You did like Godzilla King of Monsters? What?
1: God bless America. Had it just been about monster fights? That's what it was just about. No, you
0: ignore Tywin Lannister. You ignore, ignore it. Like it. It was
1: a similar qualm that I had with the previous movie. Like, well, it's not. It's a different qualm. Sure. They didn't have. They had a good story in the first movie, but they they didn't have enough Godzilla up like quick. (laughs) Yeah. And then the rest of it was Godzilla fighting, uh, the, the, whatever things. I don't, I didn't pay much attention to it, but Godzilla King of monsters. They try to put story all the way through it and they chose A extremely shitty plot line. Sure, but but
0: that is not why you watch Godzilla King of Monsters. Uh, It was.
1: I just. uh,
0: You watch Godzilla King of Monsters to see the Godzilla who is the king of the monsters. The
1: fights didn't even like. I could not. Like I couldn't focus on it. I was. Oh, dude. The performances were so poor in it. Like and. God, the story just killed me. Godzilla
0: may have phoned in that one. Maybe. I okay. I don't know if there's
1: Here's what I will say: Everybody does, for the most part. A lot of people really dislike Kong: Skull Island or Skull Island. I like Kong. I prefer that movie over Godzilla King of Monsters any day.
0: I'm excited for Godzilla v King Kong.
1: I'm hoping it's gonna. Be, I I have hope that King Kong's in it, but not a fan of the Godzilla side of it. Wow, like, dude! So far, you're so, just not loving that guy. God- no, I thought
0: I th- like. I, that was down on my, not as my top five, but that was down on my list as things that I wanted to talk about today. Okay. okay. was like the spectacle of Godzilla King of Monsters, which yeah. is why you watch those kinds of movies. I get These, it. It just, it just, that's fair. Same
1: thing with, well, I had the same feelings about watching, uh, oh, what the hell? The Kaiju movie, robots, super robots, transformers, Pacific Rim. transformers, there we go. Pacific Rim, Trans- rims,
0: Sure. Transgender rims? I'm going to cut that out.
1: Meh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there's transgender robots out there somewhere. Is there? I'm trying to figure out a motorhead, like, joke, like <laughs> Let's just move on. Joke. Let's just move on. Out of that, and I just can't. Let's just move
0: on. <laughs>
1: Transmission genders. Okay. Uh, now,
0: my number four. <laughs> Velvet Buzzsaw. Okay, I I don't even know this movie. <laughs> you don't even know Velvet Buzzsaw. <laughs> no, I do not. Jake Gyllenhaal. Uh, it's a Netflix. It's about the paintings oh, that come to life. Oh, yeah, the horror movie. Yes, yeah, it, yeah. it's a horror comedy is yeah. what it is. Um, had zero interest in Everyone movie. really liked it except That's for what I me. Heard. That's what um, I heard. It had a like a 94% rating it. on Rotten Tomatoes and like the Google user scores, yeah. very shy of 100%. It's like Jake Gyllenhaal, obviously greatest actor of our generation. This has been his decade. Yeah. His his acting performances in his movie. And like everything that he's done has been outstanding. And he does a great job in this particular movie as an actor. Uh Uh-huh. But I think it struggles from the same thing that Glass struggled for me, which was like I just wasn't interested in it, and to yeah. be fair, I picked the wrong movie because that is, has nothing to do with my interest at all. No, but it the director of the film I don't I'm not looking it up. The director of the film was the same director of Nightcrawler, which is why he scored Gyllenhaal for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but the it was just it was uninteresting. It was bland, uh, boring, and the it, it was very like oh look how meta subject commentary we are on art and things like that. And I'm sitting there like, yeah, but you're not a fun story, are you? So, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. so, uh, so I'd give that like a uh, like a like a f- four out of ten. Yeah, four uh, out on of 10. my on my rating. Uh,
1: here's my number uh, three. Let's hear it. Uh, Murder mystery with Adam Sandler. Hey,
0: the best movie of the year. Oh, that
1: movie. I can't believe I actually made it all the way through that movie. <laughs> I can't believe that was one of the biggest movies of Netflix's year. That blows my mind. Adam Sandler has this weird ability to pull viewership even though like most people that I talk to cannot stand his new movies. Yeah. Like it still blows my mind to this day. The fact that he also got a nine-picture deal from Netflix is is worrying. also just mind-blowing. <laughs> and, yeah. Uh, it's yeah, um, that movie, it, it makes very little sense. Uh, the mystery side of it is a joke. Um, it's not very funny, like there's funny bits. But if you want to see Adam Adam Sandler at his peak in comedy performance, go back to watch Happy Gilmore, Big Daddy, um, Mr. Deeds, Waterboy um, or the OG Billy Madison. Yeah. Like, that's when Adam Sandler I was, at was his like peak. peak with. And even then movies. it was questionable. I, I have been hearing nothing but great things about uncut gems. Um, and I think uncut that, gems
0: was pretty good.
1: I think that Adam Sandler has some seriously good acting chops. Like yeah. I do think that he can perform. Um, I'll say this, like part of the reasons, cause the director and writer of the movie is one of my all time favorite directors, Paul Thomas Anderson. But, Punch Drunk Love with Adam Sandler is a stellar performance and stellar film. Yeah, um, and, and I'd say
0: the same thing about uh, about um, Uncut Gems. Yeah, I'm not talking it, about yeah. that any other time today, but yeah. that movie was fucking phenomenal.
1: Yeah, so it, it I just wish Adam Sandler would hang up the comedy coat. The comedy, yeah. Uh, at least for movies. I do think his stand-up is still pretty funny. I haven't seen his latest uh, Netflix special for comedy. I may get to it at one point, but like his comedy albums, um, all the ones from the nineties are hilarious. Um, I still use some of the things that he says. Like if you ever hear me say Jesus Crow, that's like straight up. That's Adam from Sandler. him. Yeah. That's yeah. from Adam Sandler. Yeah. So uh yeah. Yeah, Murder
0: Mystery, it's definitely not a hot one. Out, no. out of ten. Out of ten, probably two. Ooh, that's down there. Yeah. Oh yeah. All right, my number three, this is going to be a little divisive, Joker.
1: Really?
0: Yes. Ooh, yes. interesting, yes. interesting. My biggest problem with Joker is uh-huh. that if it was not about the Joker, no one would have seen it. And Okay, it's okay. A, it's, that's a shit argument to make because you could say that about a bunch of other yeah. movies, that if it wasn't about this person in particular, then uh, you, could, you could do without it. But I... I thought it was edgy for edgy's sake. I didn't think it had a point to make. Okay. I also don't think movies like that should necessarily be coming out in the current climate <laughs> that we're ah. in right now. Where it's like, the, the, the when we went, there were signs everywhere yeah. in the theater that were like, no costumes this isn't a kids movie yep. be aware of these things we they there was like an extra security check when we went to the movie uh uh-huh. like that's a response to this movie in yeah particular. i think it's overreaction though total overreaction but still like it's an overreaction to some a problem that exists yeah but i don't think
1: it should be that fault should be laid on the filmmaker that, it's, No, it's that's a I agree. it's a societal thing and i think that for me I, I think that this movie was important to come out. The same thing with like a lot of other social commentary films. That movie was not a comic book movie. Like no, everybody that that said like, yes, it used characters from comic books, but it was not a comic book movie. This movie, in my opinion, Joker was meant as a social commentary of the social climate that we live in today. Sure. And it was a perfect representation of that.
0: Yeah. But it's, it's inside of the comic book universe birth yeah. from comics and I just I don't know like I didn't care for it I okay. the whole time I was watching it I was I couldn't really get into it gotcha I think Joaquin Phoenix I think in yeah I'm gonna go ahead and say it in all of my bottom five may well actually no even with glass all of my bottom five the acting is phenomenal okay Joaquin Phoenix kills kills yeah. his role. I like his laugh. Yeah. I think it's creepy. There there's like I was the perfect amount of uncomfortable during the, during okay. the movie. I just didn't find the story interesting and oh, okay. I like after I was out of it, I was like, yeah, if this was called Don, uh-huh. No, no one would care. Actually, yeah. you know what I'm going to do right here? I'm going to put in a cut. I don't know if I can do this I'll either do this with my voice or you'll actually hear a bit of this podcast Um, it's called The Weekly Planet it's been a podcast that I've been listening to a lot it's by Mr. Sunday Movies and his friend Um, I I was listening to a podcast a few weeks ago their review of The Joker and one of the two Nick Mason he says basically what I was just saying about like take The Joker out of The Joker and it becomes a less interesting movie and Todd Phillips actually said that to himself like he did want
1: to make this movie It was just, it happened to be, uh, I don't want to
0: say convenient, um, but it just happened to be a happy accident. Yeah, totally. And again, I understand that's like a shit excuse because the whole point of most interesting movies are the characters. Yes. So if you take the character out of the movie, then it's kind of pointless. But um, I like what Nick Mason says here, so I'll cut now to either me or Nick Mason.
1: It's elements of it that I really liked. Yes. But for me, this fell down in a lot of places. Okay, picture this. Yeah. The same movie we watched. I know what you're going to say, yeah. So you? I was going to pose you the same question. Really? But, but you take out the Joker element? No. But, okay, well
0: you do, but here's the thing. Mm. Same, same movie. Yep. But rather than a man who puts on like white face paint and dyes his hair green, he puts on a tank top and he shaves his head. And instead of calling him a movie Joker, it's called Dom Toretto, and it's the same movie except he's like a he's like a little weak, broken down man, and he he he's he's so afraid, but society keeps beating him down, and eventually he snaps and he steals Robert De Niro's DVD player, and he starts a life of crime, and then all the critics are like, oh my god, this has redefined the street racing genre. Oh my god, this is a, such a mature take on this character that nobody would dare to do before, and then you'd be like. I didn't really see any street racing in this movie, and they'd be like, "Yeah, well, car chases for children, aren't they? Chases. <laughs> this movie's moved beyond the, that sort of. That's you It's about the human drama, isn't it? You're fine, but it's not. Yeah, yeah. I think it's one of the. I, that's my number four, though. So gotcha. Uh oh. Uh, th- five out of ten. Gotcha. Wasn't that your number three? That was my number three. Correct. You're on two.
1: All right. My number two, um, is. Oof, uh, this movie, I, I I knew going into it it was going to be bad. I yeah. knew going into it, like, it was going to be a rough sell, and I don't even think I saw it in theaters. I thought I think I saw it after the fact. Um, Dark Phoenix, X-Men, Dark <laughs> Phoenix. Uh, the final of the Fox yeah. uh, X-Men movies. Yeah. Thank Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Um, the X-Men franchise has uh. gone through... Some ups and downs, primarily downs. Yeah, no doubt. um, In its uh, stay uh, with Fox, Dark Phoenix takes the fucking cake in a lot of ways. Some of it, by just pure coincidence, it had to take a dive. Because there's a lot of plot similarities to Dark Phoenix and Captain Marvel. Um, I have no doubt in my mind that the villains in that movie were supposed to be the scrolls but because Captain Marvel <laughs> did, at, <that. sighs> did the scrolls, they couldn't really use it for Phoenix, uh, dark Phoenix. So I understand that there were some story elements that they just couldn't get around. Yeah. Um, do I think that they could have done a much better film? Yeah. In a lot of ways there, there were so many mishaps in that story. Um, casting was off choices that they made from the beginning of the uh, reboot of the X-Men franchise putting Jennifer Lawrence as mystique as one of the primary characters through that franchise was a stupid decision on Fox. Like they just did it because Jennifer Lawrence is hot. Yeah. Na- name was hot. Cool. Let's she her is all- hot, but her name, she was hot commodity at yeah. that time. Yeah. She's coming off the hunger games, uh, stuff. So it, it made sense to the studios to put her in there and it was a bad decision. Um, Easily the best one out of the reboot franchise was Days of Future Past. I have very little qualms with that movie. It really did a solid, solid job of uh, uh, showcasing that storyline from the books. The Dark Phoenix Saga, it's, they've never done the comic uh, series, the Dark Phoenix Saga, any justice in film. Um, and yeah, it's... it's at the level of X-Men Last Stand and X-Men Last Stand is probably the most hated of the X-Men films um, of the main X-Men films. So,
0: yeah, my uh, I don't have a lot of say on X-Men. The only one I I saw was Silver Surfer. So I have nothing to add. Silver Surfer. What, what you're going to say. Oh, that's uh Fantastic Four. Excuse me. It yep. shows you how yep. much I know. Um, I've never then seen an X-Men movie. Okay, I okay. saw Wolverine. That Wolverine was the only and Deadpool. Deadpool is in Deadpool's in the X Men universe. Oh, that's right, because yep. he's in that Wolverine movie, and
1: he has yep. his, his mouth sewed that shut. Fucking got off. That's mess. right. That's that's, that's, that's one right. of the top three. Worse than the X Men universe.
0: My number two.
1: Yes, what Bob
0: is it? Lazar Area Fifty One. Oh my God, that Netflix documentary. documentary. Uh,
1: it's not a Netflix documentary.
0: It's just on Netflix. It's just on Netflix. It's just on Netflix.
1: It is that uh, is pretty terrible, but also, like, I, I watched it because I listened to Joe Rogan's podcast with Bob Lazar. Um, ah, and okay. That, that conversation was fascinating because it's one of those things where it's, like, it's hard to call bullshit on the guy even though you want to call bullshit on the guy. Right. Um, because he's not like other UFO conspiracy theorists. He's not he's out there. He's got clout. He's got clout. He's not out there like all the other crazies um, that are like, you got to believe, man. You got to believe this guy just wanted to stay. He said his piece in the 80s and he kept quiet for all those years. And he doesn't really like talking about it unless he's kind of put in a box. It's
0: true. So so Netflix has been trying to get me to watch that fucking documentary Uh probably since January. Yeah. And about two months ago, I was like, God damn it, I'm watching it. <laughs> I'm going in. I'm watching like I, it. Initially, I thought I was like, oh, this could be good. Mickey Rourke's doing
1: the uh, yeah. the narration. And it was just like, all the narration was just like, Is this supposed to be a documentary or are we doing some like art house? Like what is going
0: on? It it goes back and forth between that. The documentary itself is pretty uninteresting. They try and spice up things that I'm kinda laughing at the whole time and they're playing dramatic music behind it. Now again, that's not to say that I cannot be captivated by these sorts of things. Yeah. Let me know is a YouTube channel, and I want you all to go check that out if you've seen Bob Lazar and you hate it. Go check out Let Me Know and watch, like, The Battle for Los Angeles or anything that he does that involves aliens. uh uh-huh. He is incredible. Yeah. Not only is his voice just really great to listen to, but his production value for a YouTube channel is out of this fucking world. Yeah. And it also, like, there's this one called The Great Silence, uh, and it really puts into scope of, like, how bizarre it is that we are the anomaly, that we're sitting here doing a podcast, uh-huh. and that... Just nowhere in the infinite thing that is space, there aren't aliens also doing a podcast yeah, about yeah, yeah. movies right now. Like that—that's baffling to me, and I—I I find those things very interesting. Uh-huh. The Bob Lazar one was stupid, but Let Me Know is is solid. So yeah. I used my number two spot to give you actually a recommendation, <laughs> but go check that one out. That's my number two.
1: <clears throat> All right, my number one. Uh, this one is so bad it came in right at the tail end. 2019 and uh this one's semi-divisive i I wouldn't say too divisive because it is wholeheartedly a terrible fucking film um no i'm not going with fanatic because it doesn't deserve <laughs> that even though it is a wholly terrible film um no my number one goes out to michael bay's six underground that piece of shit movie that just dropped on netflix before christmas oh God, I watched okay. This movie is all action scenes and crazy ass cool cinematography, great car chases, big explosions, uh Ryan one Reynolds liners, Ryan Reynolds one-liners. Um it seems like it should be entertaining, entertaining.
0: It's got all the pieces. It's got all the pieces. But but no
1: <laughs> story. I was going to say,
0: but it's also got a big piece called Michael Bay, and that he's capable of ruining anything. Okay, Michael Bay can do good film.
1: Eh. Anybody that says Michael Bay cannot do good film, I want to point them in the direction of The Rock, uh, Bad Boys 1,
0: um, uh, Pain and Gain. And Transformers 5. No. No. Oh, okay. and uh transformers 3? 13 hours ah 13 hours um not well, transformers 13 he's not
1: the greatest at doing story he's great at doing entertaining funny moments yes
0: um and also and entertaining films and entertaining the first action. two transformers movies i enjoy i don't I like them but i enjoy them
1: couldn't get into them couldn't get um, into them but that's okay first
0: one i got through Happily enough,
1: but everything after that was just trash. Kind of fell apart. Six underground is a whole <laughs> giant mess. And I stopped watching after 40 minutes, 10 minutes into the movie, 10 minutes into the movie. I had no idea the direction the movie. Was you were
0: talking. texting me while you were watching it and you were like, dude, it was so you were like, I found our Thanksgiving turkey. for Yeah. Next and <laughs> it was year. a
1: year away. Um, I really got to watch this with somebody else. Um, but it, it, it is number one on my list. Purely
0: because I couldn't get through it. Dang. Purely because I couldn't get through it. Dang, dang. Yeah. Uh, before I say my number one, I want to give a shout out to The Fanatic and to Apostle. Yeah. The Fanatic and Apostle are bad on two different levels. Yep. I didn't really like Apostle. Uh, I loved the episode that we recorded of it, and I also yes. love Dan Stevens. What's with me and actors being good in movies that I hate? It- doesn't matter. Performances are performances. Performances are performances. Love Dan Stevens in it, but everything else about Apostle was just not great. No. And the message that they sent at the end was like, ugh, too tongue-in-cheek. Yeah, 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 uh, It was a groaner of a film. Yeah. The Fanatic was just garbage. Yes. But, again, to your point, like, I wanted to fit it in there somewhere. It does, unfortunately, fall in my honorable mentions for bad movies. Yes. But... It would be like number seven uh-huh. on my number five list. Like it's far enough away yeah. that it, it was safe. My number one least favorite movie this year, another divisive one. I have two divisive ones on this list Midsummer. Okay. Okay. I've seen this movie once, I saw it a few months ago. When the trailer dropped, I was really excited. You about it. You were like, "We gotta see this!" Yeah, I really wanted to see it until I saw it. Yeah, it's the longest piece of crap ever. That's what I keep hearing. And it fo- here is the thing though: a lot of people love it. I did. A I l- did hear a lot, lot of, people of people love it. Love it. But Chris Stuckman being pretty, one of them.
1: I heard some people that disliked it, so really disliked it.
0: Now that that does make me feel better because I was thinking I was getting into the same like area as Legion. Uh-huh. Where it's like, I just don't get it. And yeah. that could very well be there, what it is. No, yeah. I got a feeling
1: that yes, you're it's in the realm of like it's an art house film. It's very much an art house no film. It. And
0: I really like A24. You will find that out when we get to my top five lists. Yep. Um I really like I, I have an appreciation for artsy kind of films that have a message. But it just seems really out there. Yep. Like I'm grasping at straws when I'm watching Midsummer, but then halfway through the movie, I'm not even doing that. Cause I just lose interest. Yeah. It's a bad movie. Well acted. Yeah. Also, uh, Florence Pugh, she's really gorgeous. So I'll mm. see anything that has her in it. <laughs> just saying that. But, um, yeah, didn't, didn't like it. Yep. I'd say like a two out of 10. Gotcha. O- like gotcha. honestly, my lowest rated review, uh, lowest rated movie like ever. Yeah, that's so funny. I did not like it.
1: It's so funny how uh, your, your ratings pan out towards what would be considered like art house indie treasures and stuff. Yeah
0: versus like and then I like blockbuster I give 10 out of 10 blockbuster. <laughs> yeah what the hell what does that say about me it's
1: just your different mindset very like, different mindset totally and it's totally fine like yeah. all the points that you have are like 100% valid right it's your opinion it's the way you view it and stuff like that and it's totally fine Um, I did have a few horrible mentions that I have to throw out there. Um, I wish I had called it horrible mentions. Yeah. I said it originally. You said it originally, and then you just switched it. And then I switched it. Um, Alita Battle Angel.
0: No! Whilst whilst
1: being visually stunning. And the cinematography just mind-blowing in the motion cap. Uh, being pretty damn flawless in a lot of ways. You just said so uh, many good things about Alina. The
0: story is just so God awful Would you say it's so Eastern because that's what it no, is? No, and
1: I know I know that that's, but that's why it's in the horrible mentions. Like, Yeah, you know, okay, not, that's fair. That's it's fair. not the worst thing I saw. Damn it. I do understand the Eastern yeah, yeah, on the yeah. side of things that they were going for with it. But being a James Cameron, Robert Rodriguez film and stuff, it was just like, guys, and, and you're making this for American audiences, like...
0: They could have dressed it up They could have dressed it up
1: a little bit more on the Western side of storytelling. Damn it, that makes me so um, sad, Twitch. The other one is It Chapter 2. <laughs> no! I like the performances in that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The story like in it. it was just so... As you could tell, like I'm a story guy. Yeah. The story's good. I'm gonna be like okay yeah. with it yeah, in a yeah. lot of ways. But the story on it and it just dragged on forever. Like, it was a long feeling. That movie, movie felt to me as long as uh Girl in the Spider Dragon tattoo nice. and that's uh, what it's called, actually. Um Avatar The Last Airbender.
0: Yeah. Um I uh, uh that
1: series of TV <laughs> shut up! Shut up.
0: I was going to put it chapter two in my horrible mentions, but stacked up next to it chapter one. Like I, I have to see the two of them together. Yeah. I remember when I left it chapter one, I was like, I was excited to talk about it and I was excited to see it again. Uh huh. I don't really have that much energy to watch it. Chapter two. No, neither do I. But I do want to see. I want to sit down on a day off and watch it. Chapter one into it. Chapter two. If
1: they do a supercut, I might consider that. Yeah, like that's. Um, because, I, I want to do that
0: and then close. Just close the book. Yes, because I'm I'm done with it. If after he that. does a
1: supercut with new cuts and maybe tightening up some of the shit that happened in uh, chapter in two, two. Um. I, I might have to sing a different tune. Um, I think I think I think what It Chapter seen. Two
0: falls victim to is the opposite yeah. of what Godzilla Two falls yeah. victim to, where it's like, uh Too much of a good thing becomes a bad thing. Yes. Too much of Pennywise immediately became non scary. Yep. Like instantly. Yep as soon as he starts doing his monologue. It's like, okay, this is really well acted. Like good on you, Skarsgard, but I'm not scared of you anymore. Yep. Maybe that's the point of the, the, the thing the message they're yeah. trying to send but I want I'm going to a horror movie to be scared. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to not be scared of that. At the climax of the
1: movie you should be shit in your pants. Like, right, exactly. In a horror film. in a horror film. Yeah. But that felt very adventure
0: film. There should be
1: yeah, there should be a lot of tension wrapped up uh just like to t- just tightened up so yes. much.
0: Also, Spider Pennywise is a bit ridiculous looking. You should have seen the TV movie version, dude. I don't doubt that. But but that was also a little ridiculous. So I I see where you're coming from from there. But I did enjoy it still. Um, I
1: do have to mention this and Luke's going to fucking hate it. Um, I have to throw in Star Wars. I was no waiting for it. Mention. I was um, waiting for it. It does not deserve to be on No, the did top you notice how
0: well I took that switch? Yes, I yes. was wait I knew it was happening. You knew it was, knew it was coming. I was
1: gonna fake you out and put I it know. as the number one. I joke. I felt it coming. He, I was like, is he literally gonna put
0: Star Wars as his least favorite fucking year? I almost movie this was year? gonna make
1: the joke about it. I should mention that uh, a nice little joke that I was gonna make during our Star Wars episode, yeah, was that um, I was gonna say, uh, Welcome to our post Christmas turkey episode <laughs> where we review Star you Wars. Rise done of that. I would have left, <laughs> mm-hmm. that's great, but I did have to put it here because while I was entertained during the movie, it is definitely story wise out of the year not a good movie yeah um it's not the worst star wars movie by any stretch of the imagination um but it but it's far from the best it's far from the best yeah um and i did need to put it in the list somewhere today because it's a big nerdy thing that happened this year totally and it needs to be on the 29th it has to be there yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so uh that does it for the worst now on to our faves of the year um, my number one, or uh, sorry, my you number. Let's start with the number, number one. Number one, just going for it. <laughs> number five, uh, Endgame, Avengers. Hell Endgame. yeah, um, hell yeah. It has to be on this list for me, uh, not because it's a technically amazing movie or anything like that. I do have some issues with it. I didn't love the time travel aspect of it. I didn't either. But as far as wrapping up a Twenty-three plus or twenty-three movie series. Yes. Fucking A. Kevin Feige and those guys did knock it
0: out. Amazing. Of park. To stack that up next to Star Wars is like a blatant show yes. of like this is how you end something. Mm. You know what I mean? They've had the clear view of where they were going for at least a few years now. They knew yes. where it was going. Yep. But they stick with that and they're like, they stay tried and true. Yep. They stay tried and true. Like with their vision throughout, and yep. they they stick that landing for they sure. Totally they stick did. that landing. And yeah. here's the
1: thing too: is like they did it with different directors too.
0: I know. It's 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 proof that Star that Wars could have done it. It's proof that it can be it's done possible. because it has been done. It was done really well. Yeah. Yeah. My number five is also a Marvel movie. Okay. Spider-Man Far From Home. Yes, yes. What an unexpected movie for me to fall in love with. Oh, my goodness. Do you remember when I saw that? Yes. I saw it oh, three yeah. times yeah. in the theater, yeah. and this was pre-Alamo uh, season pass. Yep. I paid full price to see that movie. I brought a friend with me the second time who had like never seen most of these Marvel movies. I was like, mm-hmm. you gotta see Spider-Man, uh, uh, far from home because it's, it's so damn good. Yeah. I loved that movie and it, it like really pushed me it into so the fandom good. and
1: it's, it's good on multiple levels. Um, one, it was good because the, the writing in it was solid. It's shown us, uh, in, in this, this is a nod to, uh, Spider-Man homecoming. It gives us a Spider-Man and a Peter Parker. Yes. Tom Holland does great at both parts. Yes. Yeah. yeah um yeah. and we haven't seen that before. I will uh Tobey Maguire was a great Peter Parker. Um Andrew Garfield was a pretty decent Spider Man. But neither one of them could do Could, do, both. could pull both off. Pull, I agree. Off.
0: I agree. Um, also, I will mention just really quick is that Spider-Man Far From Home is my fifth favorite movie of this year, and I haven't seen Homecoming yet. <laughs> That's so I, funny. I still, I still so haven't funny. seen Homecoming. Um, I, went, the, I, I, I went in Far From Home being like, I don't know what the fuck's going on here. Other thing that was
1: so good about it is how they handled the villain.
0: Yes. So yes. masterful. Another nod done. to Jake Gyllenhaal. Yes. This um, is, is decades. The
1: way they handled the villain in this was so cool because for the people that went into it already knowing Mysterio we knew that there's no way that Mysterio was going to be a good guy in yes this film. yeah but to everybody that didn't know Mysterio's past like they're pleasantly shocked and the people that were that knew who Mysterio were 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 pleasantly were not shocked at all but we we were like this is Mysterio, right? Like, right, right, right. This this is how they did that villain. Like yeah. they that sums up a lot of who Mysterio is. He's an illusionist. Yeah, he pulled the uh the sheet over our eyes, totally. so we couldn't see what was really happening. Totally, or the so, or the nano
0: <clears throat> the nano made bites. Things yeah, over your eyes is what they did. So yeah, it's, it's awesome the yeah. way that they did that. So, I absolutely like yeah. nine out of 10. That was, one, I was struggling
1: was... to put it on my list, but I was like, I got to put, I got to put end I'm glad that. you put There's Endgame because ones... Endgame is not on my list yes. anywhere at
0: all. Uh, so I, I loved, I loved that you get, got that in there yeah. at least cause it deserves the recognition yeah. that it got. So,
1: so my number four, um, I, I talked about this a lot before it came out, talked a lot about it when it came out uh, Shazam, uh, Zachary Levi. I knew that was going to be on your list. I knew that was going to be on your list. I love this movie. Oh, so much. Uh, there's so many things about this film that is good. It's callbacks to big, uh, Tom Hanks is big. Um, it puts Zachary Levi in the full limelight that the guy deserves. The guy is a Uber nerd. Um, He stands for everything nerdy that I love and that a lot of nerds love. And he is good at playing a big kid. Um, And that's what this movie was, is like, this is just a big kid film. Like, everything that you love. The villain was pretty cool. Like, the the way that they handled a lot of the humor was awesome in it. Had a little bit of horror element thrown in there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Cause the guy that directed it, he directed the Annabelle movies. Oh, gotcha. So he had to, um, he had to so do a he, little, he nod to little himself yeah. in there. Um, so yeah, the, it, performance wise, everybody did a stellar job. Um, so yeah, that's my number four for this year.
0: My number four is once upon a time in Hollywood. Ah, oh, nice, nice, that nice movie slapped. Yes. I, I thought that was great. Um, I'm kind of getting on. I I'm i I'm a late to the Tarantino fandom. Yep. Um, and, and super late. And I don't know how far back I'm going to go to like, his, we're
1: going his... to do in the future, a Tarantino episode for sure. We need to, we um, need to for sure. We're going to do some films, uh, Uh, definitely going to do reservoir dogs, um, because that's, it's a fantastic film. Yeah. So we might do three or four films
0: and watch those. Like an M night, but we'll actually enjoy it. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Um, I thought it was well acted. Yeah. Beautiful movie. They like built a fucking highway for the scene for, for that movie. Like Uh they went, they, they pulled off all the stops. I believe this is his ninth out of 10 movies that he's planning on doing. Um, so he's going to go out with a bang or it's his eighth out of 10. So he has two more left. I don't know exactly what his plan is, but I'm pretty sure he set out to only make 10 movies. Yeah. Um, nine movies, nine movies, excuse me. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I thought it was a stellar movie. I'm a sucker for a slow burn when it's done. Right. Uh-huh. So you think game of Thrones, things like that, like you can do a slow burn if it's captivating. Yep. And once upon a time in Hollywood is absolutely a slow burn yeah that movie is slow but those last 20 ish minutes make the whole thing worth it uh Uh, and and it's it's one of the best uh my number three
1: whilst it was on luke's list it's my uh one of my faves joker um Mm. todd phillips uh knocked this one in the park in my opinion uh mostly due to joaquin phoenix's performance in this film uh if if you're looking for pure acting at its finest, this is a movie to go to. Yes. Um, there's a lot of shades of Scorsese in this movie. He, uh, uh, I will point out something that we said in the past that somebody could have called us out on. Uh, Scorsese did not produce any aspect of this movie um, except for being an inspiration He's just for this movie. Yeah, just um, inspiration. So a lot of people have talked about it like, yeah, it's just a ripoff of Taxi Driver and King of Comedy. Um, while there is a lot of elements that come from those movies, this movie definitely is Joaquin Phoenix. Um and that's worth watching. Yeah. Um him at his peak peak performance. Uh you feel for this character, this this character that historically we're supposed to hate, um, but you understand yeah. and that's ultimately what this movie is about is understanding how people can get to these dark places and stuff like that. Um, the fact that it's willing to show, uh, showcase mental illness, um, as a problem that could be addressed if we put the resources out there and stuff. Um, in that also the people that we think are supposed to be philanthropists, uh, historically may not be so, um, that's commentary it was also making on the whole, uh, We've always heard in the books and stuff like that and just like general pop culture knowledge that Thomas Wayne was this uh, uh, angel-like character that only did good and stuff for Goth- the people of Gotham. But this gives another take of how the people that were of the poor or unsound mind actually saw Thomas Wayne and the uppity ups of Gotham as being the actual bad guys. Sure. So it was a great, I I think it was a great commentary on society as as it is today. Um, and what we should be focusing on. Um, I think it was appropriate. I know that
0: Luke kind of disagreed with that. Um, but everybody has their own opinion. Everyone has their own opinion, which is why I'm going to keep my mouth shut and tell you what my number three (laughs) movie was. Um, It was between this and an honorable mention. They were kind of fighting for honorable mention spotted. I wanted like a a romp on yeah. here, just like a fun movie because I watched a lot of those this year. Um, but we'll go back to the, uh, honorable mention, but Downton Abbey movie is my number three. Okay. Uh, just because it was so cool to revisit everyone after uh-huh. those years. I don't have a ton to say about it. It was fun. Was it the best movie I've ever seen in the world? No. Should it be number three on my list? Also? No, but it was like, I just, I, I enjoyed it more yes. than once upon a time and, uh, Spider-Man. So it's definitely up there, but like as a movie, there are definite flaws with it. There's one scene in particular involving a gun that I did not appreciate in my Downton Abbey, Downton Abbey movie, uh, but everything else was like the whole time. I'm like, oh, my God, we're yeah, back. You yeah, know, yeah. we're back. At, we're back at Downton. Uh, and, and I can't wait if they do another one for them to do another one because it's one of those things that it's, it's like star Wars and me where I yep. just don't think Julian fellows can do any wrong with this series. <laughs> so good on him.
1: Nice. Um, uh, my number two and this was, it, it was hard trying to figure out what my number one, number these two were tough were, for me. Um, yeah. because these films, uh, the two of them, like I, I ultimately won over was uh story and filmmaking quality. Yeah. Um, one out for me on, uh, my number two and, uh, number one. So my number two, as far as like the f- one of the funnest times I had this year in the theater, this goes to my number two spot, Knives Out. Yeah. Um, uh, Ryan Johnson, um, the hack, uh, <laughs> uh, wins out on my number two spot. Knives Out is phenomenal, entertaining storytelling. Um, while it has some issues with it, the movie is so much fun that I can forgive all those sins. Sure. Um, that it may or may not have. Um, it's so clever and it's not, um, it's not cheeky clever. It's not trying to pull a fast one on the audience. Yeah. Um, it does it in a way that makes whole sense that like, this is the logical conclusion to this story. I love it. um, so Knives Out if you guys haven't seen it you have to you have you to have and to I'm not saying anything we did do a spoiler episode on it um, but if you have not seen this movie yet go in as blind as possible in yes. this movie yes,
0: yes. to yes. watch it absolutely my number two is The Lighthouse oh! Ah, ah, I knew this
1: was going to be on your list. Ooh, you knew, knew it was, was going to be, be on, on the list, list
0: somewhere. Oh, my God. I still
1: need to see this movie. You
0: have to see I this know, movie. I know, And I'm not going to say anything about it because I had only seen one trailer once uh, yep. when I went to see this movie. I have one of my coworkers at Apple. I don't know if you knew that I worked there, but uh, that's- that's
1: No, didn't know at all. You didn't know. Okay. I've never mentioned it at all. <laughs> not even once <laughs> not, in this- Not even, not even, not even time this, this episode. episode. Yeah.
0: One of my coworkers also has the Alamo movie pass. Yep. We go every week to see a movie. She's who I've been seeing all these movies with, which is why I've been seeing all the movies. She was like, oh, we have to go see Lighthouse. Yep. And I was like, oh yeah, yeah, I remember seeing something about that. It looks kind of weird. It is the weirdest goddamn movie ever. Yeah. Oh yeah. But it is phenomenal. Yep. And I want to avoid it. We should watch it together yes. once it comes out. I think it's coming out in February. Okay. On like actual release. Um, Go see it if you haven't seen it. That's all I can say. Like, don't look anything up about it. Just go watch that movie. It is amazing. Ten out of ten.
1: Yep. Um, my number one, and this is where uh Go do your honorable mentions first. Do you want me to do my honorable mentions? I was going to. Um, I unfortunately did not write down my honorable mentions. Okay. Off the dome, do you have anything? Off the dome, I do not. All right, go right into Um, your number one. I did have one while you were talking, and I totally like lost. If you think
0: about it, if you think about it, go
1: in. Okay. Uh here's my number one, and this is the one where uh Filmmaking quality one out. I had sure, to go sure, with sure. this one. Yeah, even though Knives Out technically I was had more fun watching. Yeah, um, but Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. No, ah, <laughs> that it, that would be my that would be mention. honorable mention. That'd be okay, on my honorable go, mention for this year. Um, uh, Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood definitely like Tom Hanks knocks it out of the park. The one drawback on it, it was not, it was not a Mister Rogers film. Sure, it was the uh, the. The, the story of the movie was the journalist. Um, while uh, Mr. Rogers played a huge part on that, it was not ultimately his story.
0: My boy Matthew Reese from uh, The Americans, if you didn't yep. know. Best show ever for uh, season one.
1: So my number one, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Whoa! Uh, I'm Rick Dalton. It's my pleasure. I'm Mr. Schwartz. Call me Marvin. Put it down catch your son?
0: No, that's my stunt double, Cliff Booth. Last night, we watched a Rick Dalton double feature. <laughs> well, the shooting...
1: Hands oh. down, I gotta go with uh, my buddy, wow. uh, Quentin Tarantino, on this. Uh, the guy, if this happens to be his last original film, because technically he's supposed to direct, I believe, the next Star Trek movie.
0: He want, Yeah, something sci fi Um, That'd be weird. So this
1: may be his last original film that's yet to be... Uh, Determines um this movie if it has everything that you love about tarantino may not be exactly in the way that you anticipated it but it does have everything tarantino is known for yeah it has straight up homages which are like borderline thievery um it has great dialogue long dialogue takes yes um story points where you're just like i'm not sure where this is going the Sharon Tate storyline that goes ultimately nowhere, it's an aspect of this film that makes it the way, like, yes. makes that ending even so much better. Yeah. Um, The fact that, like, it's set up as a fucking fairy tale and you don't even know it. Like, right. Like, it should be so, like, on the nose, the fact that it's called Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And you like, don't let, yeah. And you no, don't yeah. think about it yeah. until the very end. You're like, oh, it's a fairy tale. Yeah. Quentin Tarantino um,
0: is a genius. Yes, yeah.
1: The performances that he gets out of these actors yep. and actresses yep. is unbelievable. This is, this is, uh, in my opinion, Brad Pitt's, one of his more funny moments. Um, I loved him in Glorious Bastards, and I think that that was one of the funniest portrayals I've ever seen him do. Yeah. yeah but yeah, him yeah. in this movie, some of those moments where he's just like, especially the flashback that he has... When he's up on the roof, yeah, and he's just like he's just like
0: he laughs to himself. He beats like, the shit out of Stanley. He's just like oh, or, yeah. uh, uh, not Stanley. Bruce Damn Lee. It. Bruce Lee. He beats the shit out of Stanley. No. Uh,
1: <laughs> Bruce Stanley already had that happen once with elderly abuse. <laughs> yeah. So
0: yeah. <laughs> no, Bruce Lee. Uh, oh, what a, what a scene that was. Yeah,
1: and I I will venture to say that this is Leonardo DiCaprio's finest acting no doubt ever no doubt um if he does not get thrown up as best actor um for this year uh in the oscars it would be wholly disappointing yeah in that'd opinion. be a shame um i i love this movie um i had no doubts in my mind that this is definitely going to be one of my absolute favorites of the year
0: nice yeah i love that movie i'm really happy that that's your number one too i it had to be on my list but yep uh, I have four honorable mentions. I'll f- cruise through them. Okay. Booksmart and Downton Abbey were fighting for that yep. third place. Uh, Booksmart for me was the Lady Bird of this oh, year. Okay, gotcha. Where it was just perfect in every way. It was fun. It was funny. Mm. Uh, and it, it was just amazing. Knives Out was my other uh, uh, honorable mention for that, kind of like fighting for a fifth place yep. there. I loved the movie. I just loved those other movies more. Like, I wish we could have done a top ten. Yeah. That, that like Knives Out, Booksmart easily would have been on yep. that. A little Battle Angel, if nothing else, but to spite you, <laughs> because that movie slapped. And I don't care who you are, I bought it and I saw it yeah. twice in theaters. I thought it was a ton of fun, uh, and that's what you want from a from a from a movie like yeah. that. You know what I mean? Uh, and Star Wars Nine, if nothing else, for the. Th- Theater experience. No shit. Like I figured, th- that'd be your absolute number one for the theater experience. That that it's not even close to a top five. I don't even know if it that would... makes f- me happy. I don't know Luke. if it would fit on a top ten. That makes me so happy, Luke. It might be a number ten of this okay, year. Okay. Okay. But the the movie itself is a weak movie, but. Boy, can I put myself in that Star Wars universe yeah. every time I go and yep. see that, and I I feel like I'm watching it for the first time every time I do. Nice. And I think what I'm learning, I want to go on a little self discovery journey of what it is that makes me like blockbuster films yeah. as much as I do. But I'm a sucker for them, mm-hmm. and Star Wars nailed that for me. And yeah. like it, 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 in my opinion, did it, did it, ten out of ten hit the landing? Not at all. It was divisive. It spent too much time covering tracks from Episode Eight and I didn't like that, and it spent too much time fighting Episode Eight, and that, and I didn't like it. But, man, I I loved the movie, and it was fun, and Kylo Ren did such a good job in it, and Ray did such a good job in it, and, and a lot of unexpected stuff. So my number one film of this year is Jojo Rabbit. Did you know Jews can read each other's minds? But how would you know if you saw one? They could look just like us. Hi.
1: You know what I am? See a
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. could definitely see that. Yep. Uh Jojo Rabbit is cute, it's fun, it's hilarious. Uh and it's it was just like an unexpected hit in the cheek of like you're watching it and it's really funny and you're having a good time. And then, like, somewhere toward the middle, you start to grasp the story. Mm-hmm. You start to think to yourself, oh, there is a bit of a story in this. Yes. And then right at the end, your <laughs> y- your cheeks are wet because yeah. you've been crying the whole time. Ah, uh, uh, Watiti. Uh, taika Watiti. Taikiri Watiti. That sounds like a drink. <laughs> uh, taika Watiti,
1: he does great at that Yes. Stuff. Yes,
0: yes. Um, uh, I also have a fun story about Jojo Rabbit okay. that I would love to share right now. I don't share know if it. I told you this. Um, I work in the back of Apple. Yeah. Um, and and I don't think I can share exactly what I do because I think it's all company secret. But Ooh. there was one time where I had to go to like the front of the of, of the retail store uh-huh. and uh, help out with a few things during the busy season. This was right before uh, Jojo Rabbit came out. And this girl came in, and I was just—I was kind of in between two things that I was taking care of, and she was just standing there. So I helped her out, and I was like, "Hey, what can I do for you?" You know? She was like, "Oh, I'm just picking up an order." So I—I I was like, "Oh, let me go grab it for you." I was like, "What's the last name?" And she goes, "Watiti." No. And I was like, "I." At first, I was like, "Okay, can you spell it for me?" And she spelt it for me, and I went to the back and I grabbed it, and I think her name—I don't want to share it—but. Uh, I don't remember what her name was, and I went back and I was like, "Are you like related?" Is like I I think the way I asked it, I was like, "I was like, what's your dad's name?" And she was like, "Oh, it's Bruce. It's it's my uncle. That's that's who you're thinking of." No shit. Fucking her niece came in. His niece, you mean? His niece came in, like days before I was going to see Jojo Rabbit, and I oh just happened my. to be on the floor. Good. when she walked in insane insane nice so that, that was kind of fun nice little but, uh six degrees of kevin bacon for yeah, you yeah i was buddy. like i was like i was like hey i'm going to see your uncle's movie next week <laughs> <laughs> so anyway yeah a little fun story there but it was definitely oh. the 10 out of 10 that i was looking for yeah i'm ever so, since the trailer i knew that i'd love it i i know and i'm so disappointed because
1: i'm the movie guy in this duo here, and you've seen by far way more yeah. films than I. It
0: is because I get to see them for free right yep. now. But yep. but I I agree. I've seen uh, like gotta... all the fucking movies.
1: Alamo, I love you. Let me in your beta. Let program. It, why don't just just let it let in? Me in. Why don't you just let me in? We love you. I want to give you my money more. You just gotta help me out a little bit. Yeah, help me out. <laughs> TV um, TV. So uh, we want to end the episode today on. Uh, uh our favorite movies of the year or favorite TV episodes of the year or series of the year. Jesus, I can't even do the <laughs> outro well. Um uh because there was a lot of good stuff that happened this year. A lot of disappointing stuff. We're not gonna do the worst because we won't like, do the worst. Because typically a couple of reasons. One, we already know what some of the worst TV episodes, and there's a lot of shit TV episodes yes. out there. So we we just can't, you know, just beat a dead horse and the one dead horse that we would continually beat. We already kind of talked about that. Yes. <laughs> at, at ad nauseum. Yes, we did. Uh, Quite a bit. Back in the day. Quite so, a bit. Uh we're gonna skip that and just go with our uh top five favorite TV uh series or, or seasons of the yes. year. Yes. yes um yes, yes. my number five uh is the good place. That uh-huh, show it's in its final season. <laughs> yeah. It hasn't even ended yet and I'm already like joyously anticipating the end uh they're in their uh, mid-season break right now um and it looks like this is going to be one of those great series um it's a half hour comedy sitcom uh it's got a lot of heart it's got a great mythos to it it's not just like your typical like half hour comedy that's on nbc or something like that um it actually is really funny and it's got a great story that feels like it's actually going to wrap up like, oh, like they the, set it up. They're not to just wrap gonna, like up. keep yeah. keep on
0: fucking doing it. Yep. Yeah. Um God bless your intro into the TV yeah. thing. Twitch just God bless you and yes. your intros. Number five.
1: Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. Yes, yeah. season
0: eight. <laughs> We're a little different on that one. We're a little different on that I one. I understand
1: where you come from.
0: Here's where I'm coming from. And it's the same reason for Star Wars Nine being as an honorable mention. Everything that I talk, like the lead up to it, the community behind it. And the only thing that I will say, and I've said it a dozen times and I will say it this one last time and we will put it to rest for now until next week when we talk about game of yeah. thrones again, um, bad game of thrones is still good fantasy television. Yes. And I would argue that season eight is great fantasy television. It's just not good game of thrones. Yeah. As it stands. I'm very hopeful that the books, while are heading in the same direction, there's no denying that Mm -hmm. because that's the ending that George gave the writers. Yep, It's going to be a lot better and it's going to feel a lot more deserved than it did in the show. Things that happened in the show were very almost groan-worthy toward the end uh, where it was like, yikes. And I can say that looking at it now from a few months out and 100 feet above. But as a fantasy television show, I just don't think there's competition right yep. now. There just isn't. And people are looking at The Witcher right now, and I, have, I haven't have seen any episode, but I, I can honestly just confidently say that season eight's probably still better than season one of The Witcher.
1: I, it's yet to be told. So far, it's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, they do some things that are a little bit different and confusing, and you really got to watch it. Sure. I uh, found that out like yesterday when I was watching it with Delise. Uh she fell asleep in parts of it and I fell asleep in parts of it. And I was like, when we woke up, it was just like, what the fuck? Wait, I'm seeing things that I don't think I should be seeing. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. What's going on. Um, so yeah, uh, it's yet to be seen. I know there's been a lot of talk out there that it is, uh, better. It's a contender. But um, here's the
0: thing. I think a lot of people who say that, say it because they're still fired up about season eight, which is fine. Yeah. But like, don't let your upsetness, upsetness, upset, We'll just go with it. Don't let your upsetness, it's definitely not a word, um, get in the way of realizing that it is still an amazing show. Yes. Just not great Game of Thrones. Yes. So that's what I will say. For that. For that.
1: All right, number four. uh, I've talked about this nonstop throughout the year, and I'm so excited for 2020. Netflix's The Society. Oh, my goodness. Teen drama at its absolute at its finest. Best, yes. Um, I love the writing of the show. I love all the characters in the show. The performances feel real. They do feel a little bit heightened at times, but for good reason. Um, it's it's so well executed in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, I love that the mystery that they're doing and uh I have a whole lot of faith in the showrunner that he's actually doing a contained story that has a beginning, a middle and an end. Yeah. Um, I am holding on to hope that it's only a three season long series and that we're going to get uh, the second act um, this next this year. This next year. Yeah.
0: yeah. 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 The crown season three. Okay. Uh, everyone was including myself very concerned because it's a change of cast. Yeah. So seasons one and two, uh, revolve around Claire Foy and some other dude um <laughs> some other guy <laughs> that, don't even don't even care to that's a carson know moment me. that's yep. a carson, that's moment, carson right moment right there for sure um and it it settles on her uh youngish life i'd say like mid to late 20s is what she's in when she just falls into um royalty to be the, the queen yep uh and then season 3 i think it does like a 20 to 30 year jump oh Wow. Yes, 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 yes. Um The Crown season three uh has Olivia Coleman in it now and some other guy. Uh and <laughs> Olivia Coleman has been a longtime favorite of mine since broadchurch. She fucking s- is amazing in Broadchurch, and then she finally got some recognition that was very well deserved uh in her the favorite. Oh, okay. Um uh, when that came out last year i think yeah. uh but then the crown season three i was very worried about that cast change because it's hard to like keep that and make it feel the same but they they did stellar job nice. with it so uh yeah that, there's my number three uh you mean your number four that was my number four
1: um <laughs> number three the mandalorian
0: oh
1: this show we we already stated it many times at the beginning uh gives me hope for star wars yep um there's only been a few slumps in this series so far yeah so I, I'm looking forward to what they got. Totally. I'm still looking forward to what the rest of episode eight has. Yes. So that's number three. Be
0: very much looking forward yeah. to that. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Number two, the society or number three, the society. Ah, nice. The society. That show's nice. so good. Yes. The story behind that for me. And the only thing that I'll say about it is that uh, I was looking for something to watch and I was just like, I didn't have anything. And you're mm-hmm. like, dude, just watch the society. So I watched the first episode and then proceeded to watch every episode but the last two uh in that same sitting and then i called out of work yeah that's right that's the right. next day <laughs> because i had to finish that series. yeah <laughs> it was so good it was so oh, good yeah gosh, but everything yes. you already said yep. is is fantastic and i'm really excited for the second season
1: uh my number two is uh just ended recently Watchmen what oh my goodness i knew luke was gonna have that reaction <laughs> i loved this wow okay series, and okay. it may turn out to be just a mini series yeah and i'd be okay with that okay i felt by the end of the last episode i was taken to church <laughs> i felt like standing up and saying hallelujah <laughs> this show was so good um it is definitely for fans that are, are that are diehards for the Watchmen uh, comic book uh, and also the Zack Snyder movie. While it takes more, uh, the story definitely is a sequel to the graphic novel and not the original or not the uh, the, movie, the movie, the Zack Snyder movie, which I um, liked. I liked that yeah, movie. I, thought I it did. Good. There was some aspects where it's like okay. The tone of the show matches up way more with the tone of the graphic. Novel. Sure. Sure. Um, there is some visual similarities between that and the Zack Snyder one. I it's just not as gritty. It's more like, sure. It feels more real life and stuff. There is so many standout performances. I love the characters. I love the story that it was trying to tell. Um, and the, the, uh, Commentary that it was making on today's um, uh, society it is definitely a social justice movie for for sure. And I have zero problem with that because that's what the Watchmen comic it, right, was. Right, right. It was definitely a commentary, a satire at what society was uh, in the ni- 80s, I believe. Um, 80s, 90s? I can't remember when it was uh, created. But that, that show is so... Fucking good. I really lo- would like them to do another season, but I'm okay with if, if they don't.
0: Yeah. yeah. Uh, my favorite part about uh, Watchmen movie was seeing Doctor Manhattan's Doctor Manhattan.
1: Yeah. Um. I do think they show that once. Do you see, or some, twice. Do you see some schlong? I in, think we do uh, see some schlong in this. Is uh, it a,
0: is it a long schlong or is I can't it a, remember. Uh, I can't. You weren't paying really too remember. much attention no, to the schlong, wasn't. were you? My um, number two. Yeah. Chernobyl. Oh yeah. That show was amazing. Yeah. So good. Love the disaster. The acting was amazing. Uh uh-huh. um, that's like the, the, there's there's nothing that I can say that I didn't in our rant episode about yep. it. Uh it is so good. If you haven't seen it, I don't know what you're doing. Go watch it right now. You can watch it literally tonight before yes. before the ball drops tonight. Yep. You could watch it. Uh and and be blown away like everyone else is. I'm going to watch it again. I still need a little bit more time before mm. I do. Uh, but I, I will watch it again, and I'm very excited yep. to do it. Yes. Uh, my number one are honorable mentions. Honorable I'll mentions. i my
1: honorable mentions. Um, Lost in Space, the new season just dropped this year. Yeah. Um, I, I, There are some good moments. <laughs> yeah. It, I think it's really good. Sure. They could have ended the series this year, though. Oh, they're going to do a third. They're definitely going to do, do a third. third. Gotcha. Um, for sure. They could have ended it after this season. Yeah. <clears throat> um, I absolutely love the characters. I like the story that they do in it. Um, And there was a lot of moments in it that felt like great writing. Um, yeah. And there were some moments where I was like, if they go for it and they actually end, when I got to the last episode, I was like, oh, they're going to end it here. And I would have been totally fine because the way they're ending it was like so poetic and so yeah. awesome. Yeah. And I was like, this this is a nice little, like, spiritual, like, nod to the original uh, TV uh, series back in the 60s sure. and stuff. Sure, sure. Um, so that's my only honorable mention that I have on my list because
0: I couldn't really think of any others. Okay. I got a few, so I'll, I'll carry okay. your honorable mention. Thank
1: you. Thank you, sir. My number one is Chernobyl.
0: Oh. Uh, oh.
1: See, a just world is a sane world. There was nothing sane about Chernobyl. Yes. Uh, wow. Like Luke said, all, for all the reasons that Luke said, um, it is phenomenal. Yeah. Television. Line. Yeah. Um, the acting is superb. It is such a tight show as far as script. Each episode is so tight. Yeah. It knows exactly where it needs to go yep. and how to get there. And it makes moments that don't seem like they should be like, yeah, you have the stuff with uh, the firefighters um, going into the rubble and stuff like that, that. That's, that's tension building. You have the miners that are digging underground. That's tension building and stuff like that. It has all these great moments that give you a lot of tension of like, Oh shit, something bad's right yeah. around the corner. Yeah. But the fact that they make the courtroom scene where the guy's moving cards up and the down most a, uh, uh, bookshelf, so tintillating and so suspenseful is incredible. Incredible!
0: It's unspoken how good it that is. Deserves yeah.
1: that hundred percent. It's yeah. got on Rotten Tomatoes. Absolutely, it is by far um, one of my all-time favorite TV series yeah. of all time. Yeah, um, and it's if the one hundred percent,
0: yeah, if the one hundred percent doesn't show it. Yeah. It's hard. It's impossible to watch that show and not like it. No. Impossible. It's, it is. Once you start, you will finish it. Yeah. It's
1: got so many good things that are wrapped around that. Um, it's, it's
0: kind of sad. It's bittersweet it's very, yeah. that
1: you can only do one season of this.
0: Right. But you think HBO can grab those guys again and do what you can do. I so hope they many can disasters strike with that. Yeah. With this one. Yeah.
1: Um, uh, uh Craig Mizen uh Medzin I think that's his name Carson um Carson moment um <coughs> Carson help us out uh he is so good and the fact that you look at his track record of having shit movie <laughs> after shit movie after shit movie and leading to this um I hope this guy is able to knock another one out of Yeah the I league. I so I, so
0: much completely yeah. agree Okay, my honorable mentions. Um, the Expanse season four just recently came Still out. Still haven't
1: seen it. I'm gonna I'm gonna watch it. Though.
0: Yeah, just recently came out on Amazon. It is since the uh, Amazon Inquisition of yep. the Expanse series. I have now read past these points in the books, but the show is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Um, the first three seasons are they're okay. They're cable. It's oh, I cable love that first season. They're the first great. Season they're so great. Good. The budgets on the next two are great too. Yeah. But you can tell that a big hitter is making this show now. Yeah. Just based on sh- shooting alone. Um, yeah. Expanse season four, great. I think that's also, uh, yeah. Expanse is currently sitting at a one hundred percent in Rotten Tomatoes yeah. as well. So people are digging this show oh, right I now. Forgot. Um. I got one of my other honorable mentions. You've got an honorable mention. Uh, Mr. Robot season three uh, just ended and the show is done now. It's kaput or season four. Excuse me. I was like three Um, seasons. I'm pretty sure they've done longer than that. Season four just ended. Um, I have not seen the fourth season yet, but I am a follower of the uh, of the subreddit. So I know how it ends. Um, I know I'm one of those with this one at least. Uh, I won't watch it for another while. Like, yeah, I, I yeah. won't watch it until mid-2020, probably. Um, but from what everyone on Reddit is saying and from what everyone on Rotten Tomatoes is saying is that uh, Sam Esmail absolutely crushed the ending. Yeah. So good on him for there. Stranger Things Season 3 is a tough one. I wanted to put it in a menor- as an honorable mention. I just couldn't. It's barely There's in there for an honorable enough, mention for yeah. me. But only because it's like one of those it's 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 the Netflix blockbuster of this year would be their Stranger Things season three. I am excited for season four. So we'll see where that goes. I'm
1: excited for it to end.
0: I am excited for it to end. I still I still hold true to the fact that if we hadn't done a podcast about it, I would have not have seen season two. Yeah, I would have pretended it was a one season thing because at the end of season one, I was content. I was happy. And when I saw the trailers for season two, I was like, cool, I'm not going to watch it. Yep. You know what I mean? Because I was like, this is enough for me. The last one I just want to throw in there, uh, and it's not a TV show, but it was on Netflix and I thought it was fantastic and just deserves a little bit of recognition. Um, Extremely Wicked, shocking, Shockingly Evil, and Vile. Okay. Um, the Ted Bundy yeah. one um, with What's-His-Face from High School Musical. Carson. Oh, uh, Zach Efron. Zach Efron and some like really cute other girl in there who gotcha. looks like, was she also, I don't know. No, doesn't matter uh that was really good yeah. so
1: uh i do have a few honorable mentions uh i just realized um before you get to your number one do it uh carnival row on amazon oh yeah, yeah. Um, that was fun if you're looking a mix between fantasy and like world war one-esque yeah. fighting um that's a really good one yeah it's a real fun one uh good omens uh uh great boy that was written by terry pratchett and uh uh, uh neil gaiman neil gaiman um phenomenal performances and so fucking funny. Like yeah. if you love Douglas Adams uh, or if you like Neil Gaiman or Terry Pratchett, like, but Douglas Adams specifically, uh, uh, hitchhikers guide series, do yourself a favor and go watch this, this TV series. Mm-hmm. Now it's a quick watch. Um, and you will thoroughly,
0: thoroughly enjoy it. And David Tennant too. <clears throat> and David, Tennant. which is a reason to watch um, anything.
1: Yes. Uh, impulse on youtube uh one of their originals um it's uh produced by the guys that did the born series um okay it's really Jeez. good the uh the production quality on it being a youtube show is pretty, pretty is damn impressive impressive yeah. as hell. this story is really cool the visuals really cool um it's heartbreaking um it explores a lot of uh issues um that deal with like trauma and uh uh even rape um sexual assault and stuff like that um and it is so so good Mm. um i will throw 13 reasons in there too the latest season okay um i do like it it's not amazing (coughs) i think that there are 10 uh about to jump the shark in a lot of ways if they continue down the road with thirteen reasons. Yeah. It's just getting to the point where it's a little bit far-fetched. Sure. The uh the uh series of events that happen in it yeah. and stuff. So yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: My number one, surprising to no one. The Mandalorian. Oh. But bounty hunting is a complicated profession. No shit, really? Yeah. yeah, no kidding. Oh my huh?
1: goodness, you that know, piece of shit that, made that, it to so t- number yeah, one. <laughs> I know, crazy,
0: right? <laughs> <laughs> what can I say that hasn't already been said? Mandalorian, perfect show. Baby love it. Yoda, man. Baby Yoda Baby is all Yoda. you need for me. Um, and I'll say it one more time. It's just really refreshing to not have to defend a Star Wars <sighs> and to just be able to say I love it. I know. And it's I will so never, good. I will never not appreciate. The ability to do that, yes. so that that alone, on that merit alone, makes it my favorite yep. show of this year. And I mean, I'm so desperate for more next year. So
1: it's it's gonna be good to see where it goes. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that wraps up 2019 for us. Even though we're already in 2020, um, uh, we thank you guys for listening to us when we actually put out episodes uh, this six year. weeks in a row. Um, and uh, we got a lot of stuff that we're looking forward to in the future a lot of nerdy movies that are going to be coming out and a lot of nerdy television shows. Um, we're going to start breaking down what we're going to get into here soon. Uh, possibly a few changes to come up. Um, and, uh, we'll let you guys know how that's all going to work out. Um, if you like us, uh, we'd like you to, uh, rate and subscribe to us. Get us some numbers, people. Like, yeah, um, we want to do more. validate us with numbers
0: so that we can do more. Yes. And that's
1: that's the only reason. If you want to see us do more and talk more and get a little bit uh, deeper so we can focus more on this podcast, we need to get our numbers up. So start recommending us to your other podcast listening friends. Um, And if you'd like to reach out to us. Uh, Tell us, Hey, or uh, tell us what we need to do differently. Or if there's a topic or TV show, comic book series that you want us to look into, hit us up on Twitter at KN nerds, or you can go to facebook.com forward slash know nothing nerds or search in facebook.com. know nothing nerds. And we'll pop up. Uh, and then you can, uh, force mail us. Um, (laughs) even though it's ridiculous. Uh,
0: best part of that movie. In my uh, opinion,
1: God, uh, you can force mail us an email at know nothing nerds at gmail.com and we will get back to you. Um, also, even though we didn't do a know something quiz this week, um, if uh, we do say something stupid, it's wrong. It'll get a negative points. Um, and I'd like to point out to Luke, uh, congratulations on uh, making me eat my own shoe Ooh. last week with, you know, something quiz you like that. I laughed my ass off, <laughs> but I also realized the technicality that yeah, technically I got that one wrong. Correct.
0: Yeah. So because I, so, yeah,
1: well, the reason why is because your point, that three point that you got in there, yeah, for Kylo going good, right, is moot. A, it's a moot one. It's a moot point.
0: It's a moot three points because, because my, rec- my 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 th- my theory of it having a pre or post credit bullshit scene yes is incorrect but it's also because that was technically your third one but you changed it but I changed it so yeah yeah. so So, take three points from me
1: yeah so we're technically back to square one yeah 12 to 9 12 to (laughs) 9
0: so it's funny like I proved you wrong but but in doing so in doing so I shot myself in the foot yeah I ate I I made you eat your shoe but I shot my foot yeah yeah yeah, there we go (laughs) Uh, so that's it for us in the Know
1: Nothing Nerds podcast uh, for this week. Uh, and this and year. This year, even though you're listening even, to yeah, this. Yeah, never mind. It's not this for this year. <laughs> We're just getting
0: started for this year.
1: Uh, we will be back in one week, and we will for sure go over Frank Miller's Dark Knight. Um, probably just Dark Knight Returns. I don't know if we'll do both of them. When we get to that point, We will. we will discuss it. So we will see you guys next week. Bye.
0: Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.
1: A new year, year. same, yeah.
0: and the same podcast that you should be subscribing to changed up the later, right. right? Now it different New years, new modulation. Maybe even a who right. quarter right. next week. Is that how you say it? I think that's how you say it.